Hey, hi, hello, how are we? I hope we're well today. It's windy as fuck here today. Um, but I am good. Um, it's Tuesday, and that's we're just going to be thankful that it's Tuesday. <laughs> um, but today is another true crime episode. This may be the last one to do for a minute, because I've done a few. Um, I might, I'm going to do redo the, um, the other one that I... Um, of, I think was her name Cindy White um I am gonna redo that one at some point so um since I had to delete it since it goofed up um but otherwise this is uh probably gonna be the last one to do for a second unless this is what you guys are into then you know whatever um but this is about and this takes place in Italy so I'm gonna butcher these names I'm not Italian I am not nothing uh, I barely speak English well so um if I butcher these names, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to the Italian communities. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do my best, though. Uh, but this is about Leonardo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm only going to use first names here because the first names are the only ones that I can actually say. Leonardo. I guess it's Sianciuli. Sianciuli. Um... Also known as the soap maker of Correggio. Um, but she was born in Montella Avellino. Uh, she was married. She married a registry office clerk named Raphael Pensardi in 1917. Uh, she says that her parent, her mother cursed them or her parents cursed them um, because she was in an arranged like, she had an arranged marriage, like, ready to go. And she was like, no, I want to be with this person. And so, like, her parents allegedly, like, cursed her uh, marriage. Um, in 1930, they moved, like, moved around a couple of different places. But in 1930, her and Raphael moved to Correggio. She was a well-respected little shop owner. She owned her own little business. Uh, she was, you know, everyone thought really, you know, nice of her. Um it's alleged that she was a tarot reader, like a fortune teller, um, but uh, she definitely believed in, in that. She had gone to several different um, fortune tellers or tarot readers and stuff like that. And, uh, so it's something that, and she was very spiritual, um, but she, um, in her marriage, Leonardo had 17 pregnancies she had three miscarriages she had 10 kids that died young of various diseases and whatever and she had four kids that lived and they were like she was fiercely protective of them <clears throat> what's funny or not funny but what's tr um she had she says a fortune teller in her early years had warned her that her children would all die young and when they started doing that and, like, just dropping one by one, she was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, oh, God, she was right. Or, you know, they were correct. Um, and then she also said a palmist warned her, quote, in your right hand, I see prison. In your left, a criminal asylum. And in 1939, her eldest son in the pride of her life, Giuseppe, like, she was fierce. I mean, she loved her children, but she was, like, Giuseppe was her favorite. Um, 
but he was her her oldest child and um he was joining the italian army for world war ii and leonardo was a because she was a tarot reader and so spiritual she you know she helped people find love and prosperity and whatnot and she read the cards about her son going off to war and they were not positive it was like he's fucked basically and so through her spirituality and through everything so she somehow came to the conclusion that she needed to do human sacrifices to protect her son during the war uh dear while he was fighting um now we're gonna get to the grizzly gruely gross stuff so if your belly's a little nauseous today this may not be the the one to do excuse me but Faustina Satie was a spinster looking for love my lifelong spinster spinster um and she you know she wanted to get married she wanted to settle down have a house and you know do the things and Leonardo told her of a suitor in Pola it's P-O-L-A uh but to tell no one in fear of jinxing the good luck and you know the fortune and you know the you know all that jazz so she said Faustina write letters and postcards for your loved ones and your friends don't tell anyone where you're going but write them now and send them when you get there to let everyone know that you're safe you're okay you're happy blah 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 she's like you know and manifest that shit so she did. She did as she was told. And she came for one more visit before her adventure for love. And that's when Leonardo drugged her with wine and then hit her with an axe. Um, she dragged the body into a closet. It was cut into nine pieces and the blood was poured into a basin. Um, quote, this is in her, this is from her official statement. Quote, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, insert the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. End quote. Uh, some, let's see. She also allegedly received 30,000 lira, which was Faustina's life savings uh, for her services, for her fortune-telling services. Isn't that fucking wild? Like, imagine just going to someone's house. And this is why I don't like eating other people's food. Because this shit. You read this and you're like, hear this and you're like, I'm never going to potluck again. Um, but September 5th. So I, I don't, I couldn't find a date for um, Faustina City's death um, or disappearance or anything like that. I couldn't find a date. But September 5th, 1940, Francesca Soavi um came to visit leonardo one last time before her move to piacenza i don't know if i'm saying that right um 
Let's see. I lost my lost my space. There we go. Uh, she had asked Leonardo for help with prosperity and a job, and she was told of a job at a girls' school there. And she was also told to write, just like uh, with Faustina, she was told to write postcards and letters, but no tell, don't tell anyone um, until her arrival at the school for the job. Um, she was given. She was also given drugged wine and was also killed with an axe. Uh, and her body was treated the same as Faustina's. So she was also um, bled like a stuck pig and basically made into brownies <laughs> or tea cakes. Um, and it's alleged that she received 3,000 lira after Francesca's death. Um... And last but not least, the widow Virginia Cassiopo was a former singer looking for work. Uh, She was a soprano and, uh, you know, she was getting on in years. And so she was just looking for work, recently widowed. And uh, Leonardo found her a secretary position for a stage producer in Florence. Just as before, she was instructed to tell no one but to write letters for everyone. And on September 30th, 1940, Virginia came for her last visit. Now, her death was different. She um, was actually melted down into soap. Um, Something Leonardo hadn't done before. Uh, According to Leonardo's statement, quote, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. End quote. Um, from, Vir- from Virginia, uh, Leonardo purportedly raked in 50,000 lira along with jewelry, bonds, and she even sold, like, her clothing and her shoes and stuff. Um, so Virginia's sister, Al- Albertina Fonti, grew suspicious when her sister suddenly disappeared. Um, she had last seen her entering uh, Leonardo's house. And allegedly she like went and confronted Leonardo and was like, have you seen my sister? And she's like, no, she left. And she's like, I watched her walk in here. And she's like, oh, no, she she left. She had business and, you know, kind of rushed her out. And um, so Albertina was like sketched out. So she reported it, the di- disappearance to the police. And soon after Leonardo was arrested. Uh, she denied everything at first, but then the police started to accuse Giuseppe, Giuseppe as Giuseppe, Giuseppe, however you want to say it. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm not Italian. Um, but she only confessed when they started to accuse her son. Of course. I mean, the whole thing that she had done was allegedly to protect her son and keep him safe. So, of course, she was going to confess when they started accusing him. Um, Let 
I'm very confused by this. Anyway, sorry, I forget what I wrote. Wrote. Um, she was even kind of cocky. Like she was tried for murder in Reggio Emilia in 1946, and she was like unrepentant. Like she would go as far as to, like correct the official account. Like if someone got a fact wrong, she's like, no, no, here's the receipt. Here's what actually happened. Here's what I actually did. Um, one account that I read, like one article that I read about it stated that she, um, when the police originally like arrested her and like confronted her and stuff that she was like, they were like, whatever she was like trying to like admit that like, yeah, okay, yeah, I did it. And they were like, prove it. They were like, it was easier to believe that a young man could do it versus like a motherly, a respected mother, like woman. And she was like, take me to the morgue. I'll show you how I did it. And like, she, like once she confessed, she just like, she was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is what happened. Um, so she, Leonardo was sentenced to 30 years in prison plus three years in a criminal asylum. Uh, she died from cerebral hemorrhage on October 15th, 1970 at the Women's Asylum in Pazuli. Um, a number of artifacts from that case, including the pot in which the victims were boiled, uh, are on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. Um, she also says that, uh, where was it? Uh, this is part of her trial, like um, a statement for like an official account while she was on the stand. Quote, her deep set dark eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride as she concluded. I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. Like she was like, like, like I said, I mean, she was like, when she, once she confessed, she was just like, yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it, baby. Um, of course, y'all know I got this, I heard about this, uh, woman on Deadly Women and, um, I was just like, that is just wild to me to have a, uh, I mean, a cannibal, a soap making cannibal, basically, um, and to, like, feed it to people. That's what's wild to me. Is like, she didn't just, like, you know, uh, like, consume it for herself or anything like that. She Like, she dished it out to people. Like, people that visited her had to question, what did she give me? Did she give me a, did she give me, like, a body, a body cake? You know what I mean? Just wild to me. Just fucking wild to me. Um... Yeah, just, it's a lot, Robin, it's a lot. But, uh, yeah, that is the story of Leonardo, yep, <laughs> the soap maker of Correggio, um, Cianciuli, I think is how you say her last name, Leonardo Cianciuli. Um, but yeah, no, I, like I said, deadly women, man, and it's ex- they're taking it off my Hulu, and I'm very upset about it. I'm very butthurt about it. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. 
But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I just, you know, sometimes I just get, I see these like wild cases and I'm like, I need, it's kind of like my job. I'm just kind of like, I have to, I knew it existed. So I need to share it and make sure other people know it exists. Um, oh, I got the burps. I ordered wings for lunch and, uh, cause I was like, they'll, they'll last me all day. And like, I kind of munch on them all day and make like two meals out of one. Um, cause I was running late and didn't go to the grocery store like I should have. Um, but anyway, <sighs> wild, I, uh, wild, wild. There were some details in that that like I didn't hear on deadly women. So like I, that was interesting to read that. But, um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I always appreciate it. You guys are the best. Um, if you guys like the true crime episodes, uh, let me know. If you guys want any updates on anything, let me know. Um, you guys know the drill. I, things are starting to settle down a little bit more. So, um, you know, just reach out to me. Let me know what you guys want to hear, uh, hear me talk about. Um, do you have, do you want my opinion on something? I would love to do like a opinion episode or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why you'd want my opinion on anything. I don't have good opinions about things usually. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I love the Violent Femmes. Blistering the Sun's a great song. But anyway. Um, I'm gonna go. I have to tinkle, so I'm gonna log up the shop and go pee. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, super appreciate it. Topic ideas, yeah, throw them my way. Um, because I just don't know what to talk about anymore, and so, like, I don't want to bore you guys. I don't want to bore anybody, and so... She's like, oh, she's talking about work. She's talking about her, who cares about her life. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, if you guys want me, want to hear me talk about anything, uh, just holler at me. But, um, otherwise, thanks for listening. I hope you have a good day. Uh, drink plenty of water. Uh, get some, like, vitamins in you. So, like, if you're not taking a multivitamin, go get, like, a V8 or, you know, a Gatorade electrolyte. Something like vitamins and minerals in it. Get something, just get something good for you and replenish be happy and healthy and sexy i don't know what sexy has to do with it but you know if you can be sexy why not um but okay i'm gonna stop babbling bye